As we continue to apply, Genesis chapter 47 is the stopping point on our, in our series. Um, I've enjoyed this. I hope that you have as well. It's been an interesting sermon series to march through the book of Genesis, the first, the most ancient as far as the, the books in, that uh, in order, and uh, go all the way from the beginning of time, which is what this is supposed to represent, to uh, we're seeing in today's chapter where Jacob is an old man. He's going to meet Pharaoh, and uh, he's going to be close to his, his time to, to go on to the other side. But uh, in this we're going to we're going to see in Genesis chapter forty seven. We're going to see some really important material that uh, helps us understand the practicality of God's blessings. Let's just put it that way. Here are the questions that I would put forth so that you'd have them and you can kind of fill in the blanks if you want to with regards to those as we move along. You got them? Okay. Here we go. Genesis chapter 47 applied. You'll notice that's not Genesis. <laughs> God does the blessing. I think that uh, one of the things that would really be important for us to understand uh, with regards to who God is and uh, why God uh, deserves all glory is because he's the one who gives every good and perfect gift. If a blessing comes your way, it's from God. You've heard me say this probably too many times before, but I, I don't believe in luck. In fact, I think that those of us who use the term luck are stealing from God. Luck is this, this undefined, nebulous concept of randomness that just happened to come your way. And that's not God. God has his finger, his eyesight on his people. And if you've got a good gift that came your way, it's not luck. You're not lucky. You're blessed. And we need to be, as God's people, we need to be reminded to express ourselves in that way. In James chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift, every perfect gift, it's from above. It comes down from the Father of lights. And so God is the one who does the blessing. As we turn to Genesis chapter 47, you begin to see some blessings that are taking place here. And you're going to begin to see that they're all rooted in God the Father. Here we go. Genesis chapter 47, 7 through 10. Then Joseph brought, his, brought in Jacob his father and stood him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. That's such an odd idea to me. You're going to see it happens again at the end of the visit. Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. Jacob is going to be the guy who comes in blessing, arguably, the, the most powerful man in the world at the time, Pharaoh. Jacob is, remember, Jacob is the, the one who is coming down there because he doesn't have any food. He can't take care of his family. So he's kind of coming down there beholden to Pharaoh. And yet when he walks into the room, notice that it's Jacob who's going to do the blessing. Jacob's going to be the one who offers the blessing to Pharaoh. I think the big application you and I can make is that God is the source of all blessing, as we saw in the James passage. That when, when God is involved, things are, going to, things are going to come about that are best for the entire context. 
Now, that doesn't mean that God is always going to validate everything. <coughs> I think that's the problem with our modern-day generation. It's actually been the problem since the beginning. And that is that we want to choose the way we live, and then we want God to validate it. It's, that's upside down. God will choose the way we live, and then God will validate it. Understanding that, we need to recognize, though, that when God enters a context, he is going to be in that context for the best of the context. And here we find that Jacob is going to offer the blessing because God is the source. It didn't matter that Pharaoh owned Egypt. It didn't matter that Pharaoh was the most powerful man on a throne at the time. It didn't matter that, <coughs> excuse me, that Pharaoh had a harem of, of women. You know, I go on down the list, whatever. It didn't, none of those things matter. Jacob walks in, and all of a sudden, he's the prime member of the, of the context because Jacob's God's man. Now, the big application for you and I is this. You carry the source of blessing with you everywhere you go if you are a child of God, especially if you are a loyal, practicing child of God. You are an individual who, just entering the room, brings God's attention to that room. We need to use that for him. We need to use that for the betterment of, of the world. We, as God's righteous people, it doesn't matter who you meet, they are not more famous than your God. It doesn't matter who you meet, they are not more powerful than your God. They don't have more money than your God. And so you don't need to be intimidated by people. People need to be thankful that you have come along because you provide a blessing in that God has, which is my second point, God has his attention, has his attention on you. Number two, God has his attention on you because God's people are the beneficiaries of his blessing. As you move further into Genesis 47, it says that Joseph is going to settle his father and his brothers and he's going to give them possession of the land of Egypt. And they're going to get the best, the best of the land as Pharaoh commanded. Now, I appreciate Pharaoh, and I think that's very nice of Pharaoh to have taken care of Jacob's folks in that manner. But you know why Pharaoh commanded it? <laughs> because God commanded it. My people are going to be taken care of. And so, being that they're sojourning in the land of Egypt, we're going to make sure that they have what they need. Not just have what they need, we're going to make sure they got the best. God's people are the beneficiaries of God's blessings. There's a reason that Jesus will leave the 99 and go off and pursue the one lost sheep. That's his sheep. That's his lamb. Now he's going to go off and get that lamb because he loves that lamb. It's his. God's people are going to be the beneficiaries of his blessing. And the thing that's so radically awesome is that you can be that person. Everybody can be God's people if you'll submit to him. Jesus says that most won't. But Romans chapter 1 says that everybody's without excuse because they've been given the opportunity. God's people are the beneficiaries of his blessings. This is going to sound a little weird. But this past week, I've spent a lot of time in bed. I just felt, I felt horrible. We've had high temperatures and NyQuil and it's just been bad. But uh, as I'm laying there in bed hurting, I'm thinking about people such as those in Israel or Ukraine who, while having a condition like I've got, are not laying in a warm, cozy bed, comfortable, but on the run, 
laying in an alleyway, a bomb shelter, whatever it may be. I am so blessed, you know. But even those individuals who are God's people, who are sick, running for more, inconvenienced in massive ways, even those people are still beneficiaries of the blessing of God in that God has his, his attention on them. And when they whisper a prayer, it resonates throughout the halls of heaven. We are such a, such a, such a blessed people, are we not? And so even if you're laying in a hospital bed right now, if there are not bombs falling around you, even if there are bombs falling around you, if you can find a spot, a moment in your thought processes to retreat into the arms of God and pray to your Father, take care of me and my people, you are so blessed beyond even the one who's dropping the bombs because you have got a confidence in the one who is ultimately in, the, in control of that which ultimately matters the most. So, God's people are going to be the beneficiaries. God's going to be the source. His folks are going to benefit. Number three is really important, though. This is the evangelistic part. Those supporting God's people will also benefit. Now, there was no food in the land, for the famine was very severe, so that the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan languished by reason of the famine. And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan in exchange for the grain that had been that they bought. And Joseph brought the money into the into Pharaoh's house. Pause for just a moment. Between this verse and this verse, you're going to find two other exchanges. Eventually, they're going to run out of money, and so they're going to start selling off their cattle and that kind of thing. Eventually, they're going to run out of cattle, and they're going to start selling off their land. Until at the end of the process, verse 20, Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. At the end of the day, Pharaoh is going to be so advantaged by God because God's man was in Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh was blessed because of Joseph. Those who support God's people are going to benefit. God's going to provide the blessing primarily for his folks. But if you're within the context of his folks, guess what? You will be blessed as well. I love the story. I believe, and I always get it mixed up, it's either Elijah or Elisha. I'm pretty sure they're in the city of Dothan, and the prophet, his servant, is concerned because the whole town is surrounded by the bad guys. And the prophet prays to God, and he asks that God will open the eyes of his servant. And when the eyes of his servant are opened, he looks and he sees that the entire heavens are filled with the chariots of God. Perspective. You see things that the world does not. You have a vision that the world cannot catch in their condition. However, when the world snuggles up next to you, there will be a blessing that rubs off even on them. The aim, however, is for us to have the ultimate blessing rub off on them, and that is the blessing of actually becoming a child of God themselves. You see the process. I become a child of God, and you're blessed by it. You see the example, and you say, I want what you've got, Sonny. And so you become a child of God, and you're blessed by it. Your family sees that, and that I want to be like you. And you see how the ripples just continue out by the blessing of God? That's evangelism. That's the design that God has for his people. 
All right. By way of review, then, God's the source. The source. He's going to be the beginning of the blessing. He's going to primarily benefit in blessing those who are His. That's where His eye is at, and those who support His are going to benefit as well. Ain't God a good God? Yeah, He is. Here are your five questions. Screenshot those. You got them? Thank you. I appreciate you so much for being here. Be there, Matthew 16, 26.